podcasters this is monica michael and this is the real after college podcast episode number 11 today i have the privilege to be able to speak with tamika thompson she's currently a marketing specialist and also owns her own resume writing business which she'll tell us more about but tamika thanks for having you on the podcast how's it going today today is going well we're almost at the start of the new month i'm so excited we're ending the first quarter of 2018 i know which went super super fast which is crazy but (laughs) I can't believe it (laughs) exactly so we're just gonna get straight into the interview in typical college after podcast style the first question that we like to ask is the college that you attended the year that you graduated as well as your major sure so I am a proud graduate of Lewis University I completed my bachelor's Bachelor of Arts in Broadcast Journalism with a double a double minor in Marketing for Communications and Print Journalism in December of 2012. Okay, great. And then did you know that you wanted to get into journalism? Is that something that you wanted to do as a kid? Or is that something that you kind of decided in college? Yes. So from a young, even from a young age, I knew that I wanted to do journalism. I really wanted to be a television news anchor. And that was my ultimate goal. My mother actually studied, studied radio broadcasting in college. And I remember her going to Robert Morris and I would like witness her doing her interviews and practicing for class. And sometimes we would do like these really cute mother-daughter interviews. And I still wow. have cassette tapes. And I would just take over the whole interview. And so I I knew that I would do something in either television or radio. Wow, that's amazing. So talk us through college. So you were in college for journalism. Were you a part of any types of clubs or organizations that you feel like prepared you for your potential career in journalism? Or just kind of talk us through any type of leadership activities or programs or anything that you were a part of in college that you felt like prepared you for your future career? Yes, so in college I was known as like a hustler in college I did everything um of course I went to school full-time I had a full-time schedule I did about six about six or seven classes I was also the assistant tempo editor for the campus newspaper for my entire undergraduate career so for about four years wow Um, yeah and I would get to interview all of the students on campus I had this really cool fashion column that would allow me to get better acquainted with my peers on campus and really just establish my brand um, on campus as well. I did pledge Zeta Phi Zeta, um, Christian Fraternity and Sorority Incorporated. I was, also, I was also the secretary. I was the secretary of the dance group uh, called Charisma at the time. I What else did I do? Oh, I was a producer of the uh, Lewis University Television Network, so the campus television show. I was a part of that. And gosh, Oh, and I worked. I also wow. Worked <laughs> you did it all. <laughs> I did it all, and I did so many internships. I did at least three or four internships while I was there. I did a lot. I did a lot in college. Why was it, why do you think it was so important for you to do a lot? I also, I don't think I did. I definitely didn't do that much. But I was, um, you know, heavily involved in uh, campus-wide activities and organizations and stuff. But why would you say it was extremely important for you to just be involved um, in campus life? Oh, well, for me, I going 
going into college, I did not have a strong sense of self. In high school, I was very shy, very quiet, very to myself, very recluse. And so I promised myself and my family, because they were really worried that I wouldn't do well in college because I was so, again, so, so quiet and so to myself. And so they really wanted me to come out of my shell. And so when I joined a newspaper interviewing students on campus, that is, is how I ended up kind of discovering myself and what I like. I knew I loved writing. I always kept a journal. I would write short stories like in high school and in junior high. I would write little short stories in my journals and stuff like that. And so I knew I loved writing. And so once I paired the two together, I really just kind of took off. And volunteering and, and doing all of those different things allowed me to figure out how my strengths and my passion could align. Because writing, you automatically think being an author and it's like, well, I don't want to do that. But writers are good secretaries. Writers are good script writers. Writers are good interviewers. They're inquisitive. They know the questions to ask. And so that really just allowed me to hone my skill set, develop my sense of self, and to create like a strong foundation or launch pad for when I graduated. I mean, I, I hit the ground running, literally. Wow. Like, that's amazing. So talk us through internships. So internships, were those internships in school or after school? Because a lot of people that listen to the podcast, I was like, we have two different demographics. So there's currently the students, there's people that are listening that are currently in college. And then there's kind of people that are like me who are maybe 28 or late 20s who may be working their first job or um, kind of in- still consider kind of entry level, but may have been working in the field for maybe three to four years. But talk us through internships, how you were able to secure the internship. Were they in school or out of school? And kind of how that really prepped you and allowed you to hit the ground running like you mentioned. Sure. So, oh, man, I would just say hustle. I would, of course, back in the day, I was in college. I went to college in 07. And so back then, you had to fax your resume over and your cover letter. I'm not sure if anybody remembers those days. (laughs) (laughs) I faxed out my resume and my demo reel to any and every news station across the Chicagoland area that I feel like I could travel to. And I did about four internships while I was in school. I didn't do any while I was out. I did an internship at this really small black-owned magazine called Action Magazine, and it was out of Indiana. I did an internship with Lakeshore Public Television, which is a subsidiary of WTTW Chicago. I got that internship off of networking. So my mother and I actually did a phone-a-thon event at the WTTW studio and networked and met with one of the producers, and they were able to help me get that. I stayed in Kankakee, Illinois, for a summer. My mom owned a property out there, and I ended up moving out there for one summer and found the radio station. I think it was WKAN Radio. Literally walked in, in there with my resume and with some writing samples, and I got the internship on the spot. And then, oh gosh, there's one more, but I can't think of it off the top of my head. But I did a lot. I did a total of about three to four internships before I had graduated. On top of having, you know, the uh, club and sorority experience and working like three different jobs. I worked at Walmart, Sears, oh, in the Illinois Tollway. <laughs> wow, you are hustling. <laughs> I got no sleep. Exactly. <laughs> 
You are hustling. But they say hustle in your 20s, right? Or like hustle when you're younger because that kind of sets the foundation for, you know, your career. And I feel like internships are very, very important. And uh, the people that have been represented on the podcast all have had internships, which is, I feel like, extremely important. One, of course, for job experience, but two, because it kind of puts you in the situational or the career kind of related thing before you actually get out of college, which I feel like is very important. So you talked us through your college experience and, of course, your internship experience. So kind of talk us through life after college. So you graduated in 2012. Graduated in 2012, same year as me. And talk us through kind of first job after college. What initially did you do after college? Was it a confusing time? Which it typically is for a ton of people, um, including myself. But just kind of talk us through that that moment, the feeling, the jobs, kind of everything post post college. Sure. So my very first job after college, see, it's, it's so weird because I, I feel like the jobs that I was working while I was in college, I literally just naturally kind of trans- transitioned because I had been building my resume for so long. My very, well, yeah, I was in my first job post-college. I was a customer service representative at Comcast, and I actually took advantage of their tuition reimbursement program to help me pay for my final semester. Mm-hmm. And the initial plan was to transition out of the customer service department and get into what's called Comcast Spotlight, which handles the marketing and the advertising. Unfortunately, I ended up leaving the job just because I didn't really see myself going anywhere. And there was a lot of politics, as, as any college student will learn once you enter the workforce. It's not always just about your work, right? So there's politics involved. And I wasn't really feeling that. So really post-college, immediately post-college, I kind of pigeon, I was pigeonholed a little bit into the customer service industry because that's what I had done a lot of part-time jobs in. Mm-hmm. And up until I want to say two and a half years ago, I really wasn't sure what it was that I wanted to do. I had determined that I didn't want to do broadcasting anymore as far as being a news anchor because that fast-paced lifestyle just wasn't for me and I wasn't as comfortable on camera in the public like I was on campus you know being on tv on a campus is it's fine because your friends see you and they encourage you but the public is ruthless Mm -hmm. so I I realized I did not want to do that and so I was working at DeVry University at the time and I remember talking to my manager and we had like a professional development meeting and she had me write down my skills what I'm best at and and what I like to do and so I knew I loved writing I knew I loved public speaking I know I love people for the most part and we I, I ended up just falling into marketing she put me on a special project and I loved it marketing communications I just I fell into it naturally and it just happened yeah how important and that's a good point that you say like someone actually pulled you aside to have you write down your skills because I feel like a lot of times that doesn't happen right I mean unless you have like someone that you're really close that you're working with or a mentor that step doesn't happen but I think that that's very important for the listeners to know is that if you are in a job or in a field that you might not feel like is your ideal it's very important to kind of take a step back right and to think about maybe your strengths and your weaknesses and uh, specifically like you did what you're good at because that can kind of help you to transition into something that you know may be your ideal so if you're listening to this (laughs) 
and no one has pulled you aside. It's, it's, I think that it's a good thing to, to think about your strengths and um, kind of how you want to transition. So that's good that you mentioned that. So you wrote down your skills and you transitioned into marketing. So did you move into another job or did you kind of stay in that job and then specifically did the marketing project? I did quite a few marketing projects before I transitioned into my very first career salaried position. And so that was really exciting. But the, the tricky thing is with your career is that it's such a journey mm-hmm. and no one teaches us that. And so the very first marketing job I took, I absolutely hated it, but I learned that that's not the type of marketing that I want to do. And so I held about three or four different marketing positions. Uh, my current one is my absolute favorite. I love it. I think it's, it's really my what do I want to call it? It's like my breakout role, I would mm-hmm. say, because I've experimented with all different types of marketing. And now I know for a fact, okay, you know, social media marketing is my strength. Content marketing is my strength. Event marketing, can I do it? Do I like it? Not really. Lead generation, can I do it? But do I like it? Not really. Mm-hmm. So understanding that even in your industry, there are kind of like segmented fields in your industry. And so you really have to understand uh, or figure out rather if you want to be the jack of all trades or if you want to operate from a position of strength. My strength I know is writing so I can write anything. Social media, I'm good with networking. I figured that out. So in, in your industry or in your field, realize the kind of like the subdivisions that are in your field and figure out, okay, do do I want to be able to know everything or am I just going to master this one thing and this is going to be my, you know, my, my, my greatest strength. Exactly. So talk us through a day in the life of being a marketer. There's people that are listening to this that maybe want to get into marketing. Kind of talk us through a day in the life of being a marketing, what, of, of doing marketing. What what does that consist of? How does the day typically look? All of that. Well, it's definitely a lot of writing. So you have to love writing. You have to. Because writing is essential to marketing because you have to be able to create content and, and have it phrased in a way that relates to a certain audience of people. So I've written, you know, marketing pieces, brochures, pamphlets for, you know, the Latino community, Latino, Latino community, for African Americans. I've written content for moms. I've written content for millennials. I've written content for baby boomers. I've written content for African American women. So being a marketer, definitely, A, have a love of writing. B, be flexible because... Mm-hmm. As you're writing things, things change. So my documents, and it drives me crazy because I'm a perfectionist. I am a huge perfectionist, and so I love perfection. But in marketing, there's no such thing. Everything goes through several rounds of edits and several rounds of changes and several rounds of tweaks. And so I guess that leads into my next one is C, be able to take criticism. That was something that I struggled with early on within my career because I was, A, I have control issues, I'll be honest. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Control issues and perfectionism is like a death sentence. And so anytime my manager would come back and give me feedback or criticize me, I would always get so emotional. I would take it so personal because in my mind, she's telling me this isn't perfect. And if it's not perfect, then in my mind, it's all wrong. When that's not the case, it's guidance. But you have to be flexible because your audience change, their interests change, how they like things to be said to them 
changes, right? So I'm sure you have seen a social media ad before, and mm-hmm. ads are not like they used to be. They used to be just, oh, buy this, buy that. Now they're giving us resources. They're giving us recipes. They are speaking our language. They're using, they're using trendy phrases like it's lit and, right. you know, and a bunch of other stuff. So marketing now is so much more creative and so much more diverse than it used to be. Diversity in, in marketing is, is on the rise. We're seeing a lot more uh, representation of African-American women, which I love. We're seeing representation of all different ethnic groups, lifestyles. We're seeing gays. We're seeing transgenders. And so definitely those three. So be flexible, be able to take criticism and have a love for writing. I think that that's amazing tips. And it definitely leads us to our next kind of, you know, area of the podcast, which is marketing of ourselves, right? So I feel like, like you mentioned, marketing has kind of taken a different frame than it used to do back in the day. I feel like another piece of that is, you know, our personal branding, which I kind of preach a lot on uh, what now website is. I think that another component of representing ourselves for jobs or new positions is one, of course, our resume. But two is how we look online. So that's our LinkedIn, that's our social media, that's how we look. So how would you say or what would you say are how would you say how important it is for someone to be properly branded online? Like what would be the marketers kind of take on um, how someone should be properly branding themselves online or not properly branding themselves? Because I've seen a little bit questionable (laughs) photos like when people are looking for jobs, like you're not gonna get that job. We're looking like that. So it's like, you know, what would you say are kind of the top things that people should be kind of taking heed of or thinking about when they're applying for positions from kind of like a marketing standpoint? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Online branding now I think is more important than ever. And the reason why is because technology is becoming so widespread. You really don't have a choice, right? So Mm -hmm. with LinkedIn, your information, it's out there. Once you put it on your profile, it is there. And people can scroll through your activity and they can see, okay, this person is professional. They can see your comments. They can see what you like. So it's extremely, extremely important. I tell people, do not post anything on social media that you would not feel comfortable with a stranger Mm -hmm. knowing. So let's say, or you and I, for example, we, we linked up through Facebook, right? You messaged me. Mm-hmm. And I definitely looked at your profile. Right. <laughs> and I looked at yours, too. I was like, let me see if she's legit. But that's what we do, right? We're like, let me really see if this person is legit. Like, does she have a website? You know, you do that. <laughs> yes, it matters. Yeah, the, the photos that you put up matter. The memes that you put up matter. How you portray yourself, it does matter. Because, let's face it, people judge. I know I do. Mm-hmm. Um, so having just a positive image or just having an image that you yourself are comfortable with, somebody walking up to you that you do not know, showing you your Instagram profile. Like if you have half-naked pictures up or whatever, you know, does that bother you that a stranger can walk up to you in Starbucks and know what you look like in your pajama shorts or right. you know, without a bra or whatever you know, the case is? It's not that difficult for me because I'm such a private person. I'm super, super private. And so I I feel like what I post, I I don't mind. If someone was to come up to me and say, oh, so you went to Mexico. Oh, yeah, I did. And I had a really good time. Right. You know, I wouldn't, I I, I tell people, yeah, don't post anything that you wouldn't feel comfortable with a stranger coming up to you and showing. Or uh, this is a good one. Your parents 
taking a look at and confronting me right. about. Because <laughs> ultimately, I mean, social media is for the world. And so with your page, portray your values, portray your morals, portray what you stand for, portray what you're passionate about. Me, I'm passionate about the resumes that I do. I'm passionate about um, helping my clients and my client satisfaction. And so I always post screenshots of the reactions um, that my clients have to their resumes or you know, when they start a new job, I'll post that. And then personally, I'm really big on health and wellness and fitness and traveling. And so on my pages, that's pretty much what you'll see. Um, I'm also a huge advocate for like gay and lesbian rights and, and um, just doing what's right in general. So I make it a little political every now and again. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, it, it's things that I care about. It's me. It's not over the top. I think it's just enough. And anything that is too personal, you would probably never ever see it on my page i i tend to keep everything private as far as you know relationships and you know jobs location even i really don't check in too much i'm just paranoid like that i don't like people know right but (laughs) i would say yeah your brand is important i'm not saying your your page has to be full of quotes and memes and 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 headshots and professional photo shoots or anything like that but just make it so that if a stranger was to approach you and say hey why you post this or oh I you know I like this you wouldn't feel uncomfortable or awkward or or put yourself in a compromising position that makes you seem like something that you're not or just uncomfortable in general exactly I think that that's super great advice um and I think that when I was in college I used to not I don't think it was anybody telling me that I mean I feel like I knew I should have known better but you know in college you know you're like whatever but when you when you get out of college and you start applying for jobs and you start like really taking a, a real like clear view of, of your Facebook, you're just like, oh my God, girl, what was I posting? So I think it's very important for, pe- for people to hear that because it's like, you may, I think that sometimes people live in this world that like no one's paying attention to me or like no one is worried about what I'm doing. It's kind of like people literally have a picture painting of who you are before you even open your mouth a lot of times. So it's very important to make sure that, like you said, present yourself with dignity and standard online. So keep that in mind of the people that are listening to this podcast. And it leads us to the next thing you already kind of mentioned it is currently on your own business for resume. So currently on MCM professional resume writing services. Can you kind of talk us through what you guys specialize in? When did you even, when, you're like, when did you start it? Cause you're so, you're so young, you're my age. So when did you start your, your business? What do you guys specialize in? Do you serve entry level professionals, mid level professionals, just kind of like everything about MCM? Sure. So MCM was started right after I quit Comcast, actually. So back in, gosh, what was that, 2013? Yes. I wrote my business plan down on, and I wouldn't even call it business plan. I had an idea. MCM was an idea, okay? Mm -hmm. This is how God works. I was mad because I hated that job. I hated getting cursed out by people all the time. But, I mean, of course, it it paid well. And so um, a lot of my friends always ask me like, oh, Tamika, you always stay with a job and you know, you always have really good jobs. I've, you know, worked for Microsoft. I've worked for, you know, the Illinois State Tollway and I've, I've had so many wonderful positions and I created MCM literally because I'm just like, 
it seems easy for me, right? Mm-hmm. It seems easy to me to get a job because I'm a writer. And so I've always been good at crafting my resume. I would literally leave one job one day and have another one lined up the next week. Like, again, as you know, like I said before, I was a hustler. Like, mm-hmm. I, I've been fired. I've quit. I've gone through anything. I've been laid off. I've gone through it all. And so I always believed that there's always, you know, you can get another job. You can get another job. You can get a better job. There's so much opportunity out here. But I, when one of my friends, uh, my one of my closest friends, her name is Jessica, she approached me. She was still at Comcast, and she was looking to get out as well. And so she asked me to do her resume for her, and I said, okay. And I, I told her that if she got that job that she was going for, that I would probably start a resume for her business. So fast forward two weeks, she got the job, and I'm just like, oh, snap, I guess I'm in business. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I service all all career professionals, my heart and soul um, is entry-level career professionals and mid-level career professionals because I have such a passion for helping the younger generation get on their feet because I know they're dealing with a lot of different challenges than we used to. So I remember when I graduated uh, and went into college, we were battling the recession, right? So Mm -hmm. to find a job during that time and I was lucky enough to stay employed throughout that whole time because I had you know such such nimble skills I guess you can call them with resume writings and so fast forward to I guess yeah five years later I have done over 500 resumes I've helped hundreds of job seekers family members clients friends get new jobs lend interviews at some some of America's top 100 I'm sorry top ranked companies Um, I have I've had people interview for Apple I've had people interview for Google land jobs at Apple land job at Google Um, I myself worked for Microsoft which is pretty up there and I I absolutely love it I love equipping people especially African-Americans with a quality resume that is so good they want to meet you you know right my name is african-american without a doubt i will say my whole name because i'm not ashamed um my <laughs> my name is tamika lakeisha thompson so it is african-american mm-hmm. the thing about it is that my resume is so damn good you have to call me you want to know who is this girl how does she have all this experience i'm gonna know what she's like and i love getting young black professionals and wowing recruiters, whether they be, you know, white, black or whatever, that we're qualified. And with all of our accents and our cuz and shuhs and ikas, we are still qualified and, you know, we are worthy of given of being given an opportunity as our counterparts, if that makes any sense. And over the years, I have evolved to a service, a, a, such a diverse group of just ambitious career seekers. And when I meet younger people, they remind me of myself. And if it's a simple thing that's as simple as a resume that's holding me back from getting a job, I want to help you with that. Because we have so many college students and, and college graduates who are brainwashed into believing that they're not valuable, that they mm-hmm. don't have Experience, that they can't do this or they don't have enough of this to do this. That's not true. It's all in the way that you word it. It's all in how you spin it. And so I love helping young entry-level professionals get their foot in the door with that one company that they, you know, want to want to grow in. I love helping mid-level professionals 
you know, get that team leadership or that management or that supervisor role. Um, and I love helping upper mid-level career professionals reach that assistant director or a senior director or senior manager position. I really just, I love words. I love helping people. And that's really where MCM came from. Wow. And I think that that's amazing. And two things, of course, the two demographics. But one, the main thing that I hear, of course, that comes through my email inbox is the the recent college graduates to say things like, I didn't get the job because I don't have experience. Like, that's like the number one thing. And it's like, you know, they're sad or they're they're angry because it's like, how am I going to get the experience without experience? I mean, my resume doesn't reflect that I have the experience, although I may have a little bit of it. You know, they want someone with 10 or 20 years. So that's good that you mentioned that, you know, sometimes it's all about how you specifically write the resume. And then there's people that are my age who may be in jobs that they want to get out of that don't know how because maybe they're switching, you know, their career paths and don't know how to spend that. So, you know, you guys listen to Tamika. Um, sometimes it's, it's not really about, you know, specifically the job or the job that you're applying for. It may just be about your next level may just be about your resume. So I think that it's very important um, that she's on and she's talking about her resume writing services. And because we're talking about it now, I feel like it's a perfect opportunity for you to tell people how they can connect with you if they want to get their resumes done. As, um, should they go to your site, email you directly? You can just plug all that right now. Yes. So my website is www.mcmproresumes.com and you can give me a call at 708-830-9308 um, and my email address is Tamika T-A-M-I-K-A 0202 at gmail.com and I have a little bit of, a little bit of advice um, if I may and that would be don't be afraid to start over, you guys. Job hopping, it's not uncommon. If there's something that you don't like or something that you, you're thinking about trying, go for it. You can always get another job. And that's something that they always want. It's, it's almost like they want to hinder you. Um, if you get fired, so what? If you get laid off, so what? If you want to leave your job after X amount of years, so what? Life itself is a journey. Your career is a journey. And you should transition into different positions over a period of time. So my advice would be to don't be, a, don't be afraid to start over. Ever. Exactly. And I'm definitely going to be hitting Tamika up because well, you'll definitely be getting an email from me <laughs> after this. Oh, yeah. But definitely take advantage, guys. I know that I do what now and I'm, you know, what now is currently, of course, my side hustle and it's my passion uh, project. But um, data pays the bills. So I need to make sure that I'm honing in on that. So I'll definitely be contacting you. So this is kind of our last question. And this is a question that we always like to ask individuals that are on the podcast is, any advice that you can give to current college students that are currently graduating or um, are kind of mid-level professionals? Um, a lot of times people look to this podcast, of course, to hear about the the professions of the people that are on the podcast. But people listen to this podcast, too, for advice, which is amazing. And I know because they actually email me about the advice. So any advice that you can give to someone who's maybe graduating who doesn't really know their next steps or someone who's maybe looking to, you know, leave their job that's a mid-level professional and transition into something else? Just any kind of advice that you can give people that are just making transitions? Sure. So for entry-level, for, for college graduates and entry-level professionals, I would definitely say it's going to sound crazy, but enjoy this season of your life. Yes. I, I had no break 
period. No time out, right? So I, I worked and hustled and interned and everything all through college, and I went right into the workforce. And I didn't, I don't think I really celebrated graduating college and completing the program and really, really taking in all that I had done because I was like, oh, got to get a job, got to get a job, got to move out, got to move out, got to be on my own. I want to be an independent woman. And, you know, I didn't appreciate that season. If I could go back and do things differently, I probably would have taken a year off and, and literally chilled and traveled a little bit more. So. So my college graduates, my recent college graduates, I would say treat yourself, take yourself to dinner, really celebrate and internalize completing your degree. And my last piece of advice for college graduates would be to create a plan for yourself um, and recognize that that plan will change. So draft it out, do a, pl a blueprint, but recognize that it's going to change. Everything changes. Always, my mom taught me something that, that I will never, ever forget. Always leave room for marginal error or, or change, mm -hmm. something like that. And it's like, yeah, things change. Nothing will ever, ever stay the same. To my mid-level career professionals, I would encourage them to not be hindered by any glass ceiling or any ceiling whatsoever. So often with mid-level career professionals is they tell you that, oh, you can't go into leadership because you don't have this, you don't have that, or you're not capable of this, and you're not capable of that. I would say don't limit yourself. If you want to transition into another industry or another company completely, do it. Do not be afraid to leave your job to get what it is that you need. Also, with mid-level career professionals and college graduates too, I guess, network. Network, network, network. Use social media to your advantage. LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook. I have met so many genuine, legit friends to this day that I've never met in person off social media. And exactly. We have become friends. I have like five friends. I've have, have uh, you know connections at companies that I really want to work for one day. Um, I am following people on LinkedIn. Or I'm sorry, on Instagram, who truly inspire me, who actually repost my stuff. Um, Network, network, not just to get something out of it. Of course, be genuine and be sincere, but be strategic in, in partnering with people who can actually take you to the next level that you'd like to go. Exactly. And one thing to the networking piece, too, is like me and Tamika have never met. So. <laughs> virtually. Exactly. Like we've met virtually, but to her point, like, it's very important to put yourself out there, right? Especially if you feel like there's something or you want to work with someone who can help your business or you're helping theirs. Or if there's just like a genuine connection there, don't be afraid to reach out and to connect with people. And don't feel like you have to meet the people in person to have a genuine kind of relationship. I feel like that's like something that isn't even a thing anymore. Like, well, of course, eventually meet. But it's very important to mention that we have never met and we're now kind of creating this opportunity through email and just a, ran, a couple of random Facebook messages. So that's super yeah, important. It is. It is so important. Don't be afraid to DM a girl who you think is super dope. Be like, yo, I love what you post. I think you're super positive. Do you want to meet up for lunch or brunch one day? I have about two or three different friends who I've met from social media in general where I just DM them. And I was like, you seem like really nice, you seem like you have good vibes, are you in Chicago, yes, oh, okay, cool, let's, do you like mimosas, of course, right. okay, <laughs> let's go get mimosas together, and, and they have been lasting friendships, we've traveled together, and, and 
yes, use social media. If you're finding that your your legit circle may not be giving you what you need, I strongly encourage you to just tap into social media, follow someone new, connect with someone new. Um, just get out there, man. Go to ne- mixers, network events, conferences. I mean, it's endless. Exactly. So great advice. Special great tips for college students and mid-level professionals. Again, if you guys want to connect with Tamika, and especially if you want her to look at your resume and get your resume redone, make sure you visit MCM Resume Writing Services, which the website, again, is mcmproresumes.com. Make sure you get on there and you contact her directly. Listen to the podcast, of course, to get her number and her email information. And, of course, I'll have that all linked when this podcast comes out. But I want to thank you so much for being on the podcast, um, I appreciate every single person who even agrees to do this idea that I had. So yeah, thank you so much for being on and we will talk soon. Sounds good.